0: Welcome to The Power of Care, a podcast that shares insights, trends, and developments in the senior care ecosystem with a focus on technology and innovation. My name is Mark McGrand, Director of Business Development at Viar, a company that specializes in advanced contactless and private wellness technology. Each episode, I will be discussing the rapidly changing elderly care market with experts from the sector, including community operators, technology providers, caregivers, and senior living real estate developers. I hope this podcast brings you valuable content and information on the sector. And now for our guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, podcast here today. We have Bob and George from WellAware Care. Guys, thank you for joining me on this. It's been a pleasure working so far. I can't wait to kind of talk about everything with you guys and, and really just the market as a whole. But before we dive in with things, um, I always like to uh to have you guys tell your story a little bit from your side, kind of why you came with Wellware Care. I know the story, but I think it'd be great for any listener to kind of hear from your side and, and hear how it kind of came about. why did you guys step in and what what you're doing?
1: Yeah, George, I'll let you start.
2: So Bob and I, um Bob and I are cousins. We've been um, we've been friends for a long time. And we took a look at the the senior market, and Bob had recently had some trouble with his dad, and we thought. You know, there's got to be a better solution than the final answer always being just put him into a nursing home until, you know, his, his time expires. And his dad had fallen and spent quite a long time on the floor before anyone discovered him. And I, I said, there's got to be a better way than that. I mean, my mother 10 years ago, um, she lived alone, she had, um, had had a heart attack and she was laying on the floor. For, you know a day until we, till we discovered her so I think finding a way to prevent that is really good <laughs> and it's good for everyone so that was kind of the genesis of this and um, we spoke we came across Bayar and we thought well that's just the perfect solution for what we're trying to do which is allow people to live as independently as they can in either an assisted living home or in, in their own home, they're you know they're
1: choosing. Do
2: you have anything to add there, Bob?
1: Yeah, so so um, and thank you for for having us today, uh, Mark. Um, so we did some a little market research and we talked to um, some assisted living facilities and uh, some home care companies and then some individuals and uh, talked to them about what their biggest concerns were and regarding care for seniors and. Uh, the uh, overwhelming response was fall detection and um, remote monitoring, and then um, right behind that was was sleep data. So uh, the quality of sleep and all that. So that's where we basically started. We started looking for companies out there that made devices that we could partner with, and um, we drew on our backgrounds. Um, George's background is is product marketing and business, and mine is. Is on the technical end of development and product qualification and um when we were looking for fall detection we wanted something that was non-intrusive specifically something that the um, end user didn't have to wear and uh with with the viar solution it met all of our requirements um, it's um very comprehensive um no wearable devices and uh safe and easy to install. So um, we reached out to Viart, um, made arrangements to bring it into our cloud and have, we believe we have an excellent solution.
0: Now with you and your cloud, you guys bring in a lot of different um, things to it. it. It's not all Viart based. You, you have a lot of different, you, you can basically plug anything into it. I mean, if it can communicate up to you, you're able to do something with it. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Absolutely that, true. The the whole idea is is to have a, a, a myriad of products from all different perspectives. Um, our belief is data. We pull data together and then it's how we manipulate that data on the back end that really is where our value add is.
0: Gotcha. So I mean, was that it from the beginning? Was it always connect all these dots or was it original product? I mean how does that come about when you're, when you were looking at your own family and solutions, I mean, how did, what drove all of that side of it? So,
2: so looking at um, all of the different solutions that are out there and they're, you know, it's growing every day. Everyone wants to get into this, you know, this, this type of market because the senior population is getting older by 10,000 every day. And um, so managing all these devices on different apps, isn't very useful to people if they're looking to you know remotely monitor their parents or you know to even look at like some of the health devices that are out there that the seniors are using now so we decided that building one aggregated app that's very easy to plug into was the way to go and we we thought that's what the market was missing and we thought and we know we can fill that niche
0: so, the, the challenge I always find is, is you connect all this different stuff together. You're, you're finding the piece and the parts, you're saying, okay, this is all going to plug in, it's all going to work. Is you still bring it somewhere, and it's not easily put into place. It, yeah. You know, it's, when I was younger, um, my, me and my dad, and we tried to put in a new garage door in the house. There's a lot of parts to to a garage Mm -hmm. door and replacing one of those things. And of course, when we put it in, it went up and it was just clunk, 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 clunk the whole whole way up. It was terrible. I've had
2: that experience too. but Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you had somebody come in and knew what they were doing later on. You had a guy come fix it. Guy's out there like an hour, you know, whereas we spent all day. He's out there like an hour and things going up and down. um, No problem rolling right along. Do you guys want to, isn't that kind of the same problem though? When you're providing a solution that does everything? you kind of come in and you're like, here's all the pieces and parts, but now you got to deal with you're the, the person user. you're giving it to. Yeah. The end user, yeah. the person you're giving it to even their family members a lot of time, They're not as up on how to do it. I mean, how are you guys working around that side at this this point? I mean, for someone that's listening to this, they're probably thinking the same thing I am. Okay. You have a great solution, but how do you actually get, you know, someone to use it, put it in place.
1: So, so ease of use is at the heart of what we do. Um, but we, we take the, the technical piece on and we figure out all of the complexities and then we do configuration in-house. So when we ship our system, you literally open, it, open the box up and you take it out and you plug it into the wall and it comes online. So um, the, the only piece you really have to learn is, is basically our, um, our portal, how to, how to log in and navigate through the portal. And then we're we're soon we're going to have an application a smart mobile app as well, uh, so you'll have to log in on that. But the, the beauty to that is once you get familiar with our portal and our application, we will keep adding solutions and devices on the back end to um, gain more and more insight into the overall care of the senior, and you won't have to relearn or reinvent the wheel every time. We t- we take care of all of the technical difficulty.
0: So how do you, I mean, how do that? If, I, if I've, if i got, like, let's say I have a senior community, I've got a, I've got a care home community, and you're selling me, you're shipping the whole, the whole network, and then everything. What does that mean? I, what is in the box? I mean, is this a box that's twelve feet wide and, you know, six feet, six So, feet? so,
1: so if you're talking about a community, um, what we do is the first thing we do is we install our own private network, so that solves a lot of problems. First of all, and um, most in most facilities unless it's a brand new facility and then uh, the wi-fi network is a challenge so we solve that problem by um with every unit it comes with a a network and it's a secure private network so that solves two masters basically you don't have to worry about if the network devices get hacked you don't have to worry about anybody getting onto your network we're we're isolated and secure the second thing is it allows us to pre-configure the devices to your customization needs and what we do is we bundle it by suite so if you have a facility that has 100 rooms in the suite we pull the stock for each room we configure it and then we box that up by suite so then whoever's doing the installation first thing they do is establish the wi-fi network and then they go into each suite and then they unbox the devices and they physically plug them into the wall it finds our private network and it's online in a matter of minutes
0: so when you say your private network, I mean, if I were in that suite, I pulled up my smartphone and looked at networks, there'd literally be one here that says well-aware care network.
1: Yes, our, our, uh, our, yeah, pretty much. We have a, a, a nomenclature for each company, but it would identify its own private network and nobody can get onto that network. It's, it's meant just for our smart technology devices.
0: So is that done? Is that just security reasons? Is that also, What other advantages does that have for the community itself?
1: Well, it's the, first of all, it, it provides a network, a strong network throughout the whole um, wing or community. Um, but it also allows us to pre-configure the equipment ahead of time. So um, when we when we pull the configurations together and can custom configure them, and they arrive on on site, the technology is right out of the box, plug and play, literally.
0: Oh, so you're but, saying so it's a strong network for the entire community. I mean, this is something that. I, it out of the box you're giving them something that um i've got a building we know this happens out there in the assisted living world and the every bit of the senior community world but they've got a building that was built in 1960 was not made that why today it barely has wi-fi or they have a weak network that kind of comes in and out depending where you are um not really use the ton or, or only works at the front desk um but you guys come in and you you put out routers and repeaters. So you give them something so they can put out routers and repeaters to the whole thing so that now all of a sudden there is a network everywhere and you make sure there's strong, there's strong Wi-Fi throughout the community even if they didn't have it initially.
1: Exactly. You're bringing that, you're bringing that we, along. We, de- we deploy our own mesh network in, in each wing of the, of the facility. And so we're guaranteed to get a strong signal uh, at all corners of the building. Uh, we can control it if... There's areas of the, the network that uh, the signal's not strength. We can we can sustain that with um, with a, a satellite router. Um, we don't have to ask permission. We just go in and do it. So it it, it helps them and it helps us because a lot a lot of the challenges that you see when you're when you're installing your equipment and you you're relying on somebody else's Wi-Fi and it's inadequate is how do you get them now to in, improve it right. You have to get uh, permission from IT or if they even have an IT department, and then they have to figure out, what do I need to do? That's the biggest question I face. Okay, I, I realize I have to fix it. What do I do? We've solved all of that for them. We don't even ask the question. We just say, here's a new network. It's going to sit right beside your existing network if you have one, and it's going um, I'm guaranteeing it coverage for the devices you've just purchased.
0: That's fantastic. And I think that's one of the things that's always surprising to me that I would should say the surprising is the variance um, between different communities that you go to. Because I know I've been to some and you walk in the door and it's like, of course, yeah, we run Wi-Fi throughout the building. It's just, you know, we have our guest Wi-Fi network and, you know, if they want their own or something like that, they can buy their own. But, you know, it all exists. But then you go to others and it's like, oh, yeah, this, you know, it again, I've been in some. It only works at the front desk. I've been in some that is completely independent routers in every room, you know, where I don't even know how they build these rooms so that you don't see everybody's Wi-Fi, but you just see, you know, what was purchased and the person inside of there. That's more independent living, I guess. But um, I think the importance of the network, have you ever thought about offering that too as a way to, hey, we'll help your community upgrade your network or, you know, we also do this. Does that come around?
1: No, it's it's never really been an issue. We we just um, in in a facility a assist, assisted living facility, uh, we just augment each wing, so it's not even a question. We don't have to discuss it when when we're when we're educating people about the um, system and how it works. We just tell them at that time we're going to install a Wi-Fi uh, network in your facility, and you don't have to worry about that. And every <laughs> it's funny, but every response I get is, oh, good. Because they don't want to have to deal with it.
0: <laughs> the IT guy, I would say, in some places you go to, is usually the guy. Uh, that's just it's just the youngest guy in the room, yes. right? <laughs> it's not necessarily an IT guy. Um, it's just someone that that knows how to open the new stuff. Uh, and and,
1: and, and you're, abso- the, uh... you're absolutely right. And they're usually if the first thing they say is, "Wait a minute, I'm inheriting this, and I'm going to have to sweat the network connectivity." And when I say, "No, we do all that for you." All you have to do is provide me a place to plug this cable in, which is their internet server provider.
0: Got you, so it's like, as long as you do have internet in the building, it's not, you don't need, you don't need Wi-Fi. If I have internet in the building, all right, I can plug this in somewhere and we'll be we'll be all set uh, from then on. So I mean, this is the most out of the box, you don't have to do anything solution, I think I've seen. I think that's crucial too. So I'm mean, just switching a little bit away from the specifics of yours, but I think in general, I mean, every, most solutions out there, almost every solution out there, um, when you show up, always has kind of a caveat of, you. well, it's got to have this, it's got to have that. Um, I mean, even our own solutions have, you know, requirements for Wi-Fi and things like that. But I guess if if it came in the box with the Wi-Fi, yeah, you know, it's, it's something it's, that just doesn't exist anywhere.
1: And that was one of the things George and I, um, we said, we tried to anticipate what are all the challenges? Well, they, they wrestle with Wi-Fi. Let's just give them Wi-Fi. Let's find a cost-effective solution that can grow with the customer and um, we'll just solve that problem for for them. And we've installed this in several uh, communities right now and it's working fantastically and no complaints. Everybody loves it.
0: Well, do you still have, do you have to run wi- uh, wires all over the community though? I mean, no. if it's
1: a- No, the, the unit that we're using, um, you make one physical connection into the main router And then it has a concept called a backhaul, which is a dedicated wireless connection to the satellites. And then wherever you you do a sniff in the air, throughout the facility, and you find all the areas that are weak in signal, and you just add another uh, satellite. And it it basically connects the main hive and the other satellites. And that's how you build up this giant mesh that gets coverage.
0: So I guess, um, George, from your side of things, you're not going and looking at Hey, is this a new build building that, that's going to be built in six months, or is this a uh, current existing one? Really, doesn't make a difference to you
2: when, you're, when you're reaching
0: out to different clients.
2: It doesn't make a difference to me, even if they don't have Wi-Fi, because we've we've talked to um, a pretty major phone company who is looking to you know expand into this market, and they are quite happy to provide that that backhaul. Piece of it to the internet through cellular services, so that's not even a consideration anymore. We could put this any place, anywhere. Doesn't matter if that if it's a separate like facility from where the Wi-Fi is. We can we can bridge that gap using cellular technology.
0: I mean, is this is the Wi-Fi one of the biggest hurdles to get over? I mean, if I'm the IT company and you're coming in, and I'm getting so. Bob, you've been on this side of the fence. Someone's come to you, this new technology they want to put into your place. Is your biggest hurdle probably, at least in your mind at first, going to be, wait a minute, you got to get on my network?
1: um Well, it's it, in some cases too. It's actually, do they even have internet ca- capabilities? Uh, we've, we've, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of companies, especially throughout the South, where broadband hasn't even really been built out yet, and that's what George is alluding to. Uh, we had to come up with. Some type of solution for that region as well. So, um, it, with the in the wake of five G in, in the cellular world, um, we can we can we can provide an internet connection through cellular capabilities, and then that gets us our leg onto the internet. It's very very cost effective. So, I mean that's a
2: that's a market they want to. They want to play in, and they're willing to invest it in by giving it or to you. Really,
0: effective. is that because you're able to limit and control the, the I mean, the devices that are running on it? I mean, is that why you don't want, you don't want someone coming in with their smartphone or their tablet and you know, streaming movies over your network while they're trying to provide care, um, at the same time? That's, it's yeah, that's
1: a piece of it. I mean, you obviously we we pay for our usage, so we wouldn't want yeah. to open our network up to other people that are just you know streaming videos um but with that said too um it's a security thing so yeah. everybody's very se- secure concepts today and this is just yet another way that we can guarantee to our customers you know all the devices that we're putting throughout your facility are not on your network you don't have to worry about that
0: you know that is a serious concern because i think i mean with us at vr that's where a lot of our stuff started too right was um when we, com- we have competitors out there today, they're coming along and they might have this type of camera or that type of camera. You know, this one, well, well, it doesn't, you know, actually have an image of you. It just kind of sort of this one, oh, it deletes every 24 hours, whatever it may be. You run into those things. Our camera, you, our camera <laughs> with our device, mm-hmm. you can't see anything from from our device. Our device is just getting radar coming back to it. Um, and even then, people are concerned about it at the, the end of the day. So, like, look, I, I don't care what it is. They're worried about that there's always a security concern there. Uh, we've been through security tests and security tests because people want to make sure that our device can't be used for anything else. But our device is completely secure, so we have no problem doing, but it comes up over and over again. I think this is another layer of that comfort factor. As so we're putting these things – when you guys think back to your own family members, which you know when this was driving the idea – you know, at the beginning of this, I'm sure a big part of it was comfort. You know, if I'm putting something into mom's home, going to have to put this onto our network and monitor this whole thing. That that's something that bothers me. It weighs on me. If I'm a community, it's the same thing. That's going to weigh on me that I, it's got to match up with my stuff. I feel like every time I go to uh, every time I come home for something new and technical, it's always a matter of like, well, I think I answered every question, but you know, you find out 10 minutes later that you were wrong. You know, you, right. you, like you um i was just in in europe for it and plugging one of our devices in wrong adapter on the end you didn't have the right amperage right, right. you get, um you know next thing you know we're in there for 40 minutes experiencing brownouts so of the device can't figure it out well you know there was a technical piece a little detail that you know we thought we resolved okay just put an adapter on there no big deal well actually the adapter you have isn't the adapter that you need you know i think it's the same I've, thing. i've actually networks.
2: run into that in europe that's why i'm laughing but,
0: Yeah, no, yeah. right it's terrible because yeah. i was wondering why my computer is having the same issue i laptop's yeah. going in and out screens my, cutting out my everything
2: phone else. it was my phone
0: my, that's even worse <laughs> that's yeah. scary um, but when you're you're dealing with all these different network things it's a comfort level and i think you guys are at the beginning of it we're taking care of another comfort when we're coming in with any type of solution on the market if i'm evaluating them as a um you know, an owner today, as a director, you know, or a home care agency lead, nurse, whoever it may be, whatever is going on, you have to sit there from a perspective. Okay, how do I make this comfortable, and how do I make this so that it works, that it slides into place, and that it's something that just fits neatly? Um, and how nice is it if it just comes out of one box for once, instead of someone handing me, you know, a product I just purchased at a grocery list?
2: Right. That's, yeah.
0: That's hard yeah, to I overcome. Could,
2: I never, I, I, personally never read those instructions. So the furniture I put together is all pretty weak. Like, you know, don't put anything on that table. But um, so I know that. And that's, and that's part of what we wanted to do. So we wanted to make this not only easy to, to use, but easy to set up. We wanted to make this private. And in, by private, I mean no cameras, no, no chance of getting hacked by putting it into another network. So by doing the things that Bob and I have done, we feel like we have a pretty um, secure network, a pretty secure um, set of devices. And because most of all, we respect the privacy. And uh, you mentioned cameras. So we know um, family members who have put cameras in their house, neither of us like that. I think nobody wants a camera in their house. And I, I I think there's a certain amount of dignity that we have to have when we address this market. And if we can find more ways to get more information, but not encroach on that privacy, I think that's that's our goal and that's our definition of success.
0: It's it's massive. And, and now I'll say this with cameras too. It's just one of those things that every scenario is different. You could you don't like to deal in extremes of you know, always, never. Those are things Perfect. that just you know you, you can't use because in some cases, obviously, they're gonna have their purpose and their reasons for being there. Sure. Um, you know a, a, if you've got a you know one of these mile long hallways, uh, sometimes the camera is a little better because you're just gonna cover the full distance, you can see stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had an experience. Someone was using uh, you guys said a customer using our product that fell. The device was able to catch what's going on. They had a camera also in the room that was able to be activated remotely during emergencies, which is f- another fantastic thing you guys offer, but they were able to, Flip on their camera, and they got a better understanding of what was going on, and confirmed the incident. Right. Again, value there, but protected in a comfortable way, where it's it's running on its own network, it's separate, it's able to be activated after the fact. I mean, these are all things that I think they they have to think of. It, it's got to be tough when you're in the the shoes as a director, if I'm someone on that side of things. And George, you've had a lot of conversations with them when they're evaluating new technology, because they're getting approached every single day. Someone's always got a better mousetrap. Sure. They're trying yep. to shove through the front door but I think it's a daunting task to look at technology as advanced as it keeps getting. I mean, now we're talking about using radar imaging to watch you know, to watch over somebody. That's a lot. So, I mean, if you, if you were to switch chairs with them and give them some advice, when they're looking at new technology, whether it's um, something new for the kitchen or it's a new safety product, I mean, what are those, are there some things that you would tell them, look, you know, sit back, calm down. These are some of the basics you can look for to kind of simplify things for Hmm.
2: yourself. So I think when you, when you, when you talk to a lot of these executive directors, I think they're really locked into the status quo, right. Of the way they do things. Um, So as technology begins to, um, to enter their, their world, they're very cautious about, you know, how much exposure does does this lend to me if, if you have all this information? Um, you know, can the family members get all this information? Because I may not want them to have it all. And to me, that's, that's definitely the wrong approach about this, right? So the approach that they should take is, you know, by putting the fall detectors in, by putting, you know, the sleep mats in, by, you know, giving... Um, smart skills and vital sign gathering data, what they're doing is they're offering better care and they're offering better care to people that will live in their facilities longer. (laughs) And I think some of them are a little short sighted and that they, they may not see the value in that, but there is definitely value.
0: Just something, I think you brought up a good fear point too, for a lot of these places, um, and i don't know how, you, how do you guys approach it but it's it's the balance of do we share information well if i one of the things i get all the time is the more stuff you bring into place that oh it raises our liability because now people know you know what's going on behind the curtain they have seen how the sausage <laughs> is made um and yes. sometimes i think that that gets driven a little bit too far down the road because the one thing i always say is i've talked to places before and they'll say well if somebody falls here and we don't respond you know, now we have proof we didn't do it. Now we're going to get sued. And I always say, well, if that person spends, you know, two hours on the floor, do you think you weren't going to get sued to begin with? Right. That's my first thing, and then my second thing is usually the, um, what's the problem here? Is if you guys know someone's on the ground and you don't help them, is the problem that you knew someone on the ground or that you didn't? Well, help your staff you. member didn't help them. <laughs> See, I, know. I that's, totally that's, agree. That's probably and, that's probably and, your problem.
2: <laughs> and 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 I have to admit that does annoy me. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of these facilities are charging five to $10,000 a month. <laughs> and to not want to provide that kind of care, I find a little bit troubling.
0: Right? Yeah. I, I, and I think that comes around to the other side of it when people think about, you know, should we share information with loved ones and family? I think there's a balance to that, too. It's not always a so. 100% 100% out. Yeah. but that balance of you know if we're going to share things with the family or, or how should we approach that you know you've got to start looking at what information is actually being shared how is it actually going to be used by the family um you know without oversharing as well you know
1: sure i, I and agree I,
0: and controlling that so, data data flow but th- go so ahead I just I, like i to, I'd just like to add
1: one comment to that so um i think a lot of this is um the unknown right it's it's mm-hmm. it's a new way That's to do point. this and, and people just can't, or they haven't wrapped their head around it yet. But um, you know, in the future, 20 years from now, this will be commonplace. Technology will have to be, play a major part of caregiving for seniors because of the, the demand. And um, we won't even be, we won't, we'll have the other conversation instead of people being afraid of being exposed that they haven't, um, they're not meeting these, these falls and, and attending to these things fast enough, they'll leverage the technology to say, I have the right people in the right time when I need them There, And that's where somehow we need to educate the people and get them to that, to that point, realizing, Hey, this isn't really a bad thing for you. This is helping you because right so, now you have people falling and you. you don't know it. We're helping you get there. It's a so, proof g- point for you.
2: Exactly. So given where, you know, the troubles that they're having right now with finding qualified people to come in for staff. You know, augmenting that with this technology just makes total sense to me. You know, if if you can't fully staff a, a shift, having this kind of technology is your staff. You know, it's telling you where you need to put your people, where they need to go where they can most help the people who need it the most. And cracking that that code for them is is troubling. It's in and in, in it's it's some of it's hard. There are just absolute people who don't want to hear about it. You know, we have the best way of care when you know somebody falls, we get to them within that golden hour. Well how do you know that? I mean there's a lot of people that that don't understand time when they're laying on a ground i mean that's that's the most troubling thing about this why you wouldn't want someone to be attended to quickly i i don't know i just i don't understand it
0: well i think like you said there's fear fear of change is has got to be at the heart of of anything anytime you're bringing new technology to market i mean i've launched a few products myself and as we come out with them every single time there's a, there's a pushback because there's always the corner yeah. case thing of like well what about this mm-hmm. scenario it's like that wasn't being handled before anyway you, know, it's like, right. you weren't resolving that before when i moved to mobile purrs there were things that came up like that well you know the the gps location is always perfect i'm like before you couldn't leave the house but now we could yeah these are significant yeah. i'm thinking yeah i brought you something that's better but now you're complaining that it's not better than better but i think that's that's always where things are going to go but in, in these communities too i think getting them to understand a little bit more of what you said. Um, Bob, from your side, it's a proof point. This actually is turning around more. What I see more often is it's, it's kind of proving what the staff can do and showing them things that they already knew. I mean, there's times where staff go in and they know that this person fell. Um, you and I've talked about We've all talked about this before, but they really know a person's fallen, but the person says, no, I didn't. I mean, they get, half the face is, is bruised or hips are all messed up yeah. and a line. And, well, you clearly fell not involved well now we've got something that's kind of watching there on the other side of things too you've got something that's going to improve your overall service because it is a tool at the end of the day as you brought up george from your side i I just spoke to a um a community recently now this community is pretty advanced they're doing some big things um fantastic community but now with the delta variant coming around and dealing with the staffing crisis they're kind of getting hit from two fronts Uh, we were about to start a pilot we were trying to start restarting talks this month and then move into it because they were just getting out of their COVID state and they're kind of ready to start doing new technology. And now they're getting hit again. So he said, I'm sorry, we've got to push this out. I don't know when let's push out another few months. Cause I'm dealing with these staffing problems, this Delta, pro- uh, Delta variant problem. Well, the, my response back to him was, I absolutely understand. I know you don't want to, you don't want to bite off more right now while you're trying to deal with this. If there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. I mean, that's, pretty limited i mean what am i going to do so i said specifically you know if you're having trouble with staff i could send you these devices
1: that right. was you know, my point you
0: know
1: the problem mark is they're having a problem the,
0: with staff yeah they,
1: they can't see the forest through the trees yeah you know, I, this is exactly. this is a virtual staff right you, you're showing them the device this allows you to be present when you can't be right
2: and yep. and 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 you and you put a sleep tracker on and some of the other things that we're offering. And you have a total picture of, of this person and what's going on with this person without entering their room, without endangering them with possible COVID. I, I just, I think they'll get it. I think it's just a matter of time. We just need to keep pushing that message because yeah. it yeah. isn't.
0: Uh, I <laughs> mean, I look at it as my staff members, one staff members monitoring 12 rooms. Uh, and they're given the you know five minutes of room as they do their rounds. That's, that's every hour, <laughs> that's yeah. an hour of their time right there. And they're probably doing yeah. hourly rounds.
1: So, so that means they're given
0: five minutes of room, which yeah. isn't um, doing anything. That, that's a poke your head in the door, how you do and need a blanket. That's not actually doing anything.
1: Right. right. It's, been, it's, uh, it's been my experience, Mark, that the most effective way yeah. to um, enact change is with the data. And and that's what we're talking about here. We'll take these devices and, get, and gather the data to not only say, well, you know maybe you're not seeing to these people fast enough when they fall but it'll actually help them say look at all the events that you need to see how are you going to do that with two people you need more people and the date is clearly there
0: yeah that's right it can also justify so when Absolutely. you're having those conversations with investment if you're having if you're, if you're a non state funded now you can have that justification behind it where you can say look i have the, here's the date here's the Cold hard facts. I've had conversations with communities all the time where I say, Look, I want you to sell to me a little bit. Why would it matter if you got to you know a person that fell faster? I mean, cold hard numbers monetarily. How would that make you money? And that's when they start breaking things down. They start to realize, you know, the risk that they're paying out legal fees, the insurance costs, they start going to loss of residence is a right. big thing, you know, keeping yeah. them longer, obviously has a huge benefit, attracting new people. I mean, it starts to add up, but you have to be able to put the, this is what you should do. And I think from the data side, though, for a long time, they've been eating that data, but they're not actually doing anything with it. I spoke to one independent living community, which is rather large, and they were looking at um, new buttons for their communities. And I've got a lot of experience in that area. So I, uh, I, I gave them a little guidance, pushed them in a few different directions, said, look, here's some people you can talk to. Uh, if you're looking at getting those. Um, and they were telling me about the advantages of the system they had today. And they said, well, it doesn't give us uh, or it gives us data too every time a button gets pressed. We know what was pressed for. And I said, fantastic. I so said, what do you guys do with that information? Silence. Nothing. <laughs> you know, right, exactly. Hands up. I was like, well, that's you gotta do something with it. That's an know? opportunity. <laughs> exactly. The, <laughs> yeah. The value is there right in front of them, but you've got to know how to you gotta first you gotta invest in tools. You got to collect the information. You got to actually, you know, build it and use it. But it could solve a lot of these problems I think we're dealing with. Staffing crises. you know, struggles with care. How do we improve care overall? This is building out a care plan long term. I mean, if I can look at data over the last 60 days, I can probably build out a better care plan for this person over the next six months.
2: So we want to take that one step further, right? So that data is giving you a picture of something. It's Mm -hmm. telling you something. So instead of somebody sitting down trying to figure out what all these trips to the bathroom mean, if we can tell you that this person's bathroom activity has increased, you know, 15% over the last 30 days and over the last 60 days it's up 30%, then we can tell them that possibly this person has a UTI that you might not be diagnosing, right? Or if this person falls and they they recover and they get up and but you know, you know there's a catastrophic fall coming, we can actually take that data and tell you, hey, this per- the likelihood of this person having a, a, a more severe fall based on the data that we see, based on some of the, the probabilities of, of falling, you need to pay more attention to this person. So it's not just a matter of somebody's fallen and they get an alert. Yes, it does do that, but there's a lot of intelligence that we have to put behind Um, all this data that we're collecting to help them do better care to help them be more responsive more proactive right so that's what we're trying to do in the in the in the background here
0: yeah and and you're not you're not telling them like you need to buy you need to get more staff you need to cut staff that's certainly not the point of this but it's to adjust adjust how you're handling i was looking at as a you know sports analogy if i've got my if I got my defense lined up and I gotta cover the whole field because I got a great quarterback that's just spraying the ball everywhere, that's hard to cover. That's right. But if I've got tape and information and this guy's been around for a long time, we kind of know this scenario, he's eighty percent of the time gonna run the ball left. Yep. Now we can adjust our defense and we yep. become much more effective in that area. Spread defense is nothing. You know, that's the Swiss cheese of defenses. But if you got someone that you could put there and say, we're going to block this side, well, you got an 80% chance of improving things. I think that's the idea of all these tools. Yeah. Again, you didn't adjust staff, but now all of a sudden you're 80% more effective.
2: Right, exactly, exactly the point. And if I want to know where that's going, I just ask Tony Roma, who seems to always get <laughs> it right, when, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, yeah. part of the idea here is know, there's a societal cost to falls. And you and I have talked about this a lot, you know, the golden hour, the longer they lie, there's some correlation to the amount of medical costs, the aftercare costs, but more importantly, the patient trauma of someone who lies there, you know, even an hour or an hour and a half. I mean, that's, that's going to be a long hour for anyone who's, who has fallen and, and they can't recover and get up. Right. So all those things together putting fall detection in there seems to solve that that long lie time and there's a response time that's acceptable and then there's some that isn't and if you are within that block where it's unacceptable the response time you should look to put these these fall detectors in there because that will help you get better and we all want to get better
0: and it's a it's a stepped approach as well and I think that's, again, bringing it back to the director level. If I'm talk- if I'm at the community side of it, and I'm yeah. I'm afraid because it sounds like Well Aware Cares, for example, is bringing so much to me, this this whole network and everything else. You've got to have, if you've got the right company that's coming to you, Well Aware Cares and show up and say, look, it all comes in each box. Each box is labeled. This is room 102. This is room 103, 104. And it's a simple setup that they can plug in. They can kind of run with. If you just, you have a company start out, look, look, we've got a whole tool chest here, but right out of the gate, we're going to do fall detection. Let's yeah. start there. It'll be a significant improvement to your communities if we can just start with step one because too many of these guys are afraid to, to do anything because they're, they're worried about step 10. They're worried about, well, doing data management of information, information coming in and adjusting care plans and guessing at UTIs. That sounds scary. Look, that's what we're going to get to. But if we start mm-hmm. at step one, Let's right. just if you just if you can get over that first hump, get over that first one. Just get the get the units in place, get everything going. Let's just look at falls. Can we catch eighty percent of our eighty percent of falls with these devices? That's a significant improvement of where you were before. Because as you both pointed out, you've got hidden falls that are there. You're going to start to realize those are existing more than you can. You can be a congested around on those. Simply faster response times to falls. Those are two major. Steps for leaps forward yeah. that, that you're taking, and I think if you can, if you've got a good partner and you're looking at your technology, that's what you evaluate first. Is there a stepped approach to coming into this? Is it simple, and is it gonna, you know, is it gonna actually solve a problem? And I think that's that's the overall goal that we need to start looking at, as opposed to, I've got too much on my plate right now. You know, we always say um, in sales we always have the phrase um, paralysis by analysis you're you're yep. breaking things down too much so often and always thinking about the different variables so much you end up doing absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm older, a lot older than you, and I can remember when email, I can remember when email first came out, right? And the first reaction to that was, well, this will never replace the fax machine. <laughs> right. And it has quite replaced the fax machine. So, I think, you know, this is an evolution of care and this is, you know, the next step are these devices. So one
1: uh, one thing I want to add to that George is um, from one of our customers, the the initial feedback we got um, that I was, I was hoping uh, would be is that they, they did some analysis and saw that a significant reduction in falls. um, And it was the only thing that, that changed was the installation of our equipment. And um, so I was very excited to hear this. I didn't want to prompt them or put words in their mouth. So I said, what do you attribute that to? And she said, well, the, the way your system works, it's alerting us to the movements of the residents and the people that we need to keep um, tabs on or be, be worried about that fall. We know, When we know they're out of bed, we get right in there and, and, and we're on top of them and we're able to help them to and from uh the bathroom at night. So it's it's by virtue of that, it's cutting down on, on falls. So that's a win too.
0: Huge win. That's yeah. a massive win. I mean that that's a I mean that that is, that's gigantic. Yeah, I we read were, a study. Yeah.
1: We were pretty happy about that. Go ahead, Mark.
0: No, 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 that's fantastic. I I read a study recently that talked about um I don't remember the, the full details of it. Sorry, I'm not citing my sources here. But anyway, the, but the study basically said that just faster response times to a button press ended up reducing falls in the community. And all that means is when, when someone's doing something in the community, press the button, they get there. So if someone needs, it doesn't matter if they need a glass of water, a blanket, or if they're trying to walk to the bathroom, fast someone gets there. But the fact is, what I attribute that to is, yeah, the more knowledgeable you are about the movement of the people, the more responsive you're going to be. And yeah. it helps them, too, because also, since it's it's not something that involves them actually doing something, it's not someone pressing a button or pulling a cord or yelling for help, where the nurses sit there and in their mind have to decide, okay, do I think that's them wanting to go to the bathroom? Do I think that's them wanting a glass of water? Do I think it's an emergency? If they're doing yeah, that analysis in their head, yeah, yeah, now they're trying to bounce it. If it comes up and it says, hey, you know, George here is out of bed. And he's, he's walking around that's something to move on you know
2: right because george Mark's, george falls all the
0: time <laughs> and, he, and he does but. <laughs> but that's that helps that's something you can do and now you're getting more detailed information about what's going on so sometimes exactly. too you might even get that button press be able to look at your pad and say okay well they press their button oh wait they press their button and they're in their bathroom you know that's that's more information that's different information if i get a button press and it says they're in bed I can also balance that out a little bit. Okay, they probably need, you know, a glass of water.
2: Sure. You know, yeah.
0: they're 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 in their seat. they probably need, you know, it's probably not something instant they have to be there for. But either way, more data, more information, and you know, more visibility is only a benefit. And again, it's improving things that starts out at a service level. It improves things for your staff because I, I always I'm a big believer in investing in your staff. If you give your staff yeah. better uh, hardware to work with, better tools to work with.
2: They're, they're going to gonna hang
0: around time. longer. Well, they're appreciative. Yeah. yeah the job's hard. <laughs> that not is a an hard easy job. job.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. All the respect, all the respect.
0: Yeah. It's an extremely hard job. So I think if you can get that, invest in them, they're going to appreciate it. And you know what though, all these benefits, they get to the important one too, which it does support your bottom line. It's going to keep people in your facility longer. It's going to capture people sooner. It's going to reduce Liability improve kind of your defense to things, it's also going to um reduce your overall medical cost for your facility. You're sure. gonna do better in numbers all the way around. So I just
2: I all that agree. Totally to- it's gonna help you attract more people because your care is better, right? When somebody's looking for a place to put their mom or dad, you know what kind of care is this? If you can show hard data, you know, our response time to falls is less than five minutes. You know, we're responding very quickly. We're getting all this data. We're looking at the kind of care plan that we need to do for your dad because you're putting, or mom, because you're putting a lot of money in here. Oh,
0: yeah. So
2: having all that information is going to help you attract new people to your facility because I would want them. I can't wait to live there. I'm only a few years away from it, mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're laying it out to you. Prove it, you know? Show me yeah. that... Uh, Oh, I can I can show you the information. I, I we have stuff around and stuff, um, you know, and it's it's all there. And none of it yep. none of it required any extra effort is the other thing I always like to press and just bring up. said it a thousand times this podcast alone. But extra effort is also something. Know that a person didn't have to step on a pad or pull a cord or press a button or sit in their toilet seat a special way, or you know, flip a card at their door. They're just they just lived their life. They just lived their life. And as far as the, the staff go, they also. Do not have to step on something or press something or pull something or write notes on something every two seconds right you know it's coming through and it's being fed to them so i think that's tremendous
2: yeah and the 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 last thing i would say about that is the um gene the the person that that fell she actually fell in the bathroom and she fell right near a pull cord but her first reaction wasn't to, to pull that her first reaction was to try to crawl to the door so when someone's in a lot of distress, you know they may not think rationally. Like, hey, there's something I can pull to help, to get help. You know, they're going to try to get where there's people if they can. And it was it was really sad, kind of watching her crawl across the floor to try to get to the door. And if she didn't have our if the if the fall detector wasn't in there and her daughter-in-law wasn't alerted and told her Jean helps coming, she probably would have crawled all the way to the door. And I'm 90% sure that that happens more often than not, right?
0: And they weren't supposed to, if I remember you first telling me too, they had just left her recently, right? They weren't supposed to come back and get her till dinner?
2: So yes, that is true. Um, she, She had lived alone for a lot of years and she fell and she waited a long time for someone to come and get her. And she said, you know what? I don't want to live alone anymore. I want somebody who can be there, who can, you know, take care of me if I fall. This is, this is a little bit before we had, um, the fire, um, fall detectors in there. We had put like sleep sound and we had put, put these, um, they called vision sensors and they were just like vision cameras, but, um, but she didn't want to, she didn't want to live alone anymore. So she moved into here and, you know, we waited a week for her to get settled. We put the equipment in and then a week later she had that You know that pretty bad fall, so if we had had these before she moved, she may not have moved, right? She may still be living in in her home that you know she lived forty years for. Right.
0: I mean, that's why we do it. At the end of the day, these are the significant advantages we're providing. It it goes—I always say—both levels. It's the it's the user level. It's it's caring for somebody. It takes care of the family level. That's when we often forget about the staff are taken care of, their, their lives are improved, management is improved, you're getting better vision into what's going on inside your community, but also up in that bottom line. I mean, it's it's all around, everybody's being taken care of. And and, th- and that's what I wanted to talk with you guys today, was it, it's not about VR itself, but it's about just technology in general, I guess. If we're looking at, what I hope someone listening to this can take away is as they're looking at their different pieces of technology that are available in the market, these are things you should be evaluating. When you're looking at something, what is, installation going to look like what does deployment look like how complicated is this system how connected is this system is it something that's going to come in and you know it, 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 again it comes with a grocery list that you also have to go buy with a bunch of different stuff is it is it something that can plug and play um and then is it something that's going to benefit all these different stakeholders um, yeah. through, throughout the chain so um that's what i really wanted to hit on today i wanted to open that up hear a little bit about well aware care and talk through that so uh, We're getting a little bit short on time, so I'll just say I I really appreciate you guys jumping on with me here today. As always, it is a pleasure um, to speak with you. We'll uh, continue our work together, get more of these communities on board, keep teaching as best we can, um, and and hopefully continue to drive the industry towards that technology innovation that everybody's really uh, looking for.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Mark. It was was a good 45 minutes. Thanks for having us, Mark.
0: (laughs) Perfect, guys. Thank you for listening to the Power of Care podcast. Remember to follow the channel to stay updated on future episodes. And if you want to connect with me directly, feel free to email me at viar.com.